On this 21st Sunday of Ordinary Time, we have a recurring theme that we hear throughout the readings. This theme is about making a decision, which is today is the key to today's scripture. The church encourages us always to remain with Christ, the Holy One of God. At times, when we come to the crossroad of life, we are confused about which way to go. These are moments when we must make the right decisions, and the decisions and choice we make at such moments shape our future. So how do we make these decisions? We make big, big decisions based on what we know, and that makes them easy. But we don't know where they will lead us, and that makes them hard. We make little decisions every day, but over the course of a life, all decisions are huge. What school to attend? Who to date? Who to marry? Where to work? Or even where to live? All these choices strongly influence how we live our lives. They are both easy and difficult to make. One of those big decisions that I made over 20 years ago was faith, which is a decision we must all make. If we believe to choose in God, that determines how we pray, how we decide what's right and wrong, whether we give to the needy, how we treat members of our family, or how we deal with a difficult neighbor. We determine those actions based on what we believe. In our first reading today from, from Joshua, Joshua asked the Israelites to make a big decision about their faith. The Israelites had just completed their long exodus out of Egypt and were in the promised land. Joshua wants his people to know who they are before God and re reminds them what God has done on their behalf. He wants to help them make the right decision, so he tells them, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. The people renew their commitment and respond to Joshua. We also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. They had to decide to serve the one God or to continue with other gods. This decision always sounds simple, but it can be very complex. So often we say that we will serve the Lord, and yet... We go on as if we are serving other gods. Our values remain formed from this God who reveals himself to us in the scriptures. Today, it is so very common for people to say that they are Catholic and yet reject most of the teachings of the church. It is easy to say, I am a Catholic, but it is truly difficult to be Catholic. In the gospel today, we hear how Jesus' bread of life talk has caused such division that most of his disciples were leaving them. Their faith in Jesus challenged severely by what Jesus said earlier about giving them his body to eat. They couldn't accept that he was actually the bread come down from heaven. They just couldn't believe in his teachings, so they part company with him and no longer walk with him. But the 12 disciples stayed with Jesus. They did not leave Jesus. They meet the challenge successfully and remain faithful to Jesus. So we may ask, 
But why did the first group of disciples fail the challenge and the second group of disciples succeed? When Jesus asked the second group, the 12 disciples, do you also want to leave? Simon Peter answers with this, saying, Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. So when they were pushed against the wall, they kept their eyes firmly focused on Jesus. The problems posed by what Jesus had said didn't distract them. When pressed, they fell back on their personal faith in Jesus. But on the other hand, the group that failed did, did just the opposite. They fixed all their attention on the problem. Well, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? In short, they took their eyes off Jesus. There was a similar kind of situation in Scripture. In Matthew, Jesus was seen walking on water and urged Peter to leave the boat and come to him. Peter hesitated, and at once Jesus reached out and grabbed hold of Peter and said, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? So the point of this is that if Peter kept his eyes fixed on Jesus, he was all right. But when he took his eyes off Jesus and began to focus on his problem, that's when he began to sink. As when Jesus tells his disciples about the Eucharist, there will be times in our lives when our faith will be challenged too. We may even have been tempted ourselves to part company with Jesus and his church and walk with him no more. So let's not fix our attention so much on the problem, but on the person of Jesus, affirming our faith in him as Peter did and say, Lord, you have the words that give eternal life. We believe that you are the Holy One that comes from God. So let me tell you a story. You may be familiar with it. It's about a young American Indian boy. His father takes him out into the forest, blindfolds him, and leaves him alone. He's required to sit on a stump the whole night and not remove the blindfold until the rays of the morning sun shines through it. He cannot cry out for help to anyone. Once he survives the night, he will become a man. And he cannot tell the other boys of this experience because each lad must come into manhood on his own. The boy is naturally terrified. He can hear all kinds of noises. Wild beasts must surely be all around him. And maybe even some human might try to do him harm. The wind blew the grass and earth and shook his stump, but he sat stoically, never removing the blindfold. It would be the only way that he would become a man. Finally, after a horrific night, the sun appeared and he removed his blindfold. He made it through the night, and now he is a man. He was ecstatic that he survived, and nothing bad had happened to him. So, what saved the little boy from the dangers of the forest? Well, after removing the blindfold, he discovered his father sitting on the stump next to him. The father had watched over his son all night, and he did not leave his son alone. 
because he knew the great danger and he knew that his boy could really have been destroyed by the wild animals in the forest if he had left him alone. The presence of his father shielded him, took care of him, without the, the little boy even knowing it. But if it wasn't for the presence of the father, terrible things could have happened to that child. And yet, he himself never knew it. Now, if you think of that, you must remember that this is the presence of God among us. God is hidden in a way, but not hidden. He is always there when we open our hearts to him and make the decision to follow him. But it is we who must search, we who must find, and we who must decide and fall into the arms of a God who has always taken care of us and will t continue to care for us for the rest of our lives. So back to Peter. What enabled Peter to keep going? It may be as simple as Peter knew where to look. He looked to Jesus. What we do as individuals will depend on where we focus. If our deepest focus strays from Jesus in the Eucharist, our foundation is weakened. The importance of the Eucharist in our lives is that it is the one place, even in our darkest moments, to look and know for sure that we will find Christ waiting for us. In more better times, we can find God at work in the world, in nature, in our families, and in the gift of each day. And yet, each of us knows there are times when nature rebels, families are not safe places from the storms, when all the things we usually count on come up empty and we no longer know where to turn. We can reach a tipping point. Will we walk away or will we hang on? What kind of disciple will we be on that day? For we are all disciples. Do we also want to leave like the first group of disciples? Sometimes, yes. And sometimes, we will. But where will we go? If things seem unclear, unsure, or unsafe, know this. All we must do is look to the Holy Eucharist. Look to the precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. Become what you see. Be the body of Christ for the world and make the decision to be who God meant you to be.